Welcome to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Grosser. It gives me great pleasure to welcome to Viewpoints, the Viewpoints podcast for the first time. John Edwards, among many things, he's an author. He uh, co-authored Schools That Deliver in 2016. He's co-authoring a new book, Rediscovering the Joy of Teaching. We'll talk about that with him a bit later, given the parlour state, the... uh, uh, school system seems to be in the moment. He's also the, on the steering committee member here of ICOT, International Conference on Thinking. It's coming to Melbourne for the second time, July 7 to 11, at the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre in 2024. And it was here first in 2005. That was the 12th conference of 20 over 40 years. Welcome to uh, Viewpoints, uh, John Edwards. Nice to be with you. Now, John, a little bit about yourself. Um, You've been a researcher most of your adult life. Um, Tell us what you've researched. Well, I began my adult life as a metallurgist. So I I was on a scholarship with BHP and um, I did uh, a postgraduate degree in metallurgy, developed a cell to measure the oxygen content of gases in steel-making furnaces. And I was headed for a nice career with BHP, but I went to the opera one night and fell in love with a stunning coloratura soprano from the Australian Opera (laughs) and married her, and uh, her career was a bit more promising than mine. So I had to find another job um, because the steelworks weren't in Sydney. So Mm. I I was playing representative rugby at the time, and... uh, a school approached me and said, why don't you become a school teacher? They really want a rugby coach. But, uh, yes. but I became a, uh, a school teacher with no teacher training. And uh, I taught for a number of years. Um, then I became a writer for the Australian Science Education Project, writing science textbooks for junior high school kids in Australia. Uh, then the Australian government sent me to Southeast Asia to work at an international centre doing the same thing, writing books for kids right throughout the ASEAN and Indochina countries. So I started to research how children develop science and maths concepts while I was there. Then I came back to Australia, um, became head of the science department at Canberra Grammar School and taught there for a while and started to research what happens if we teach children to think rather than just teach them the traditional sciences. And we started to get very exciting results with those kids and um, published that research and uh, was invited to the first international conference on thinking in 1982. And uh, it was there that I met wonderful international thinkers like Edward de Bono, who became a lifelong friend and colleague um i worked with edward until he passed away two years ago um brightest man i ever met uh wonderful thinker um so i then went into universities i spent uh 20 years in universities doing cognitive science research did a doctorate in uh, education looking at teaching kids how to think and again the results showed if we teach children to think directly rather than as a byproduct of studying maths and science and English and history and everything else, we get remarkable results. Um, 
Then I started to do work in business and industry. So I started to research what happens if we teach workers how to think differently about the way they do their work. And again, we got very exciting results. Um, and then left the university and I've spent the last 20 years traveling the world, working in education, in business and industry, and also in high-performance sports. So I've worked with the All Blacks in America, in New Zealand. I've worked with sporting teams all around the world, AFL teams in Australia, um, and Olympic coaches and athletes. And um, So that's what I've been doing. Oh, I'm still doing that. And you're still doing that. Your book, um, I'm very interested in the book, uh, Rediscovering the Joy of Teaching. It implies that the joy has gone from teaching. I spent a lot of time listening to people um, and asking them questions. And as I've noticed over the last 15 years, um, as I listen to teachers talking about their profession, their job, um, there's a lot more disillusionment. Um, a lot of teachers are feeling tired. A lot of pe teachers are feeling that they're they're not respected for what they know and and how they can do wonderful things if they're freed up to do that. So, um, my wife and I are writing a book on um, how that might be different. There'd be lessons in that for everybody, um, in, in a way, uh, re-empowering yourself or refocusing or changing your life to find joy, uh, because a yep. lot of people are doing things, I suppose the word cognitive dissonance raises its head, that uh, doesn't yep. don't always match with their values. Um, what Are there any fundamental keys to taking control of your life and your thinking? Yeah, the key is to understand that you lead your own life, that uh, each of us have autonomy. And uh, I believe one of the important things in parenting and in grandparenting, which I'm doing, I've got six children and 12 grandchildren, and no, we spent a lot I've of time. I've got one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're only young. Uh, when uh, you get to my age. Uh, right. And so what... what what we focus on is um, that everyone has the autonomy to lead their own life and what we need to do is to create families that help that, to have schools that promote that and to have sporting teams and companies where the autonomy of the workforce is top priority. Um, so the idea that there are leaders and, and there are followers is just nonsense. Um, the real truth is that each of us lead our own lives and we lead our lives through the life we live, through our roles at work and our roles at home and our family. And if everyone is respected to lead their own life, um, then we're far better off. And so that's what I spend my time doing. Mm, it's a very worthy, worthy attitude and approach to life. Now, the ICOT, um, the ICOT conference in Melbourne, I, I noticed that your theme, we are on the edge of what? Well, it's, it's a great way to, I think, have a theme, great conference theme, because uh, 
it leaves it as an open-ended question, doesn't it? Absolutely, and the secret is to focus on the future. Like too many people focus on the past and focus on the present. Well, that ain't going to get you anywhere. I know when I, uh, when I first started working uh, with AFL teams, uh, after each game, the coaches would sit down with the players and review the game they'd just played. My point was, that game's over. There's a game next week. We should be focusing on what we're going to do next week. Don't show us videos of what we did wrong last week. Let's get some videos of what we're going to do next week to beat the opposition. So the focus on the future is really important in sport, in high-performance sport, but it's really important in families. It's really important in our lives. And it's really important in companies. So we help companies form shared visions of who they're going to be, and then they go out and become that. We help schools form shared visions of what does our community want for our school? So the the families, the children, and the staff get together, and we take them through a a two-day process to create a shared vision of the school they want. And then they spend the next three years turning that into reality and they end up on their school grounds with the school that they really want. And guess what? People enjoy it. Families love it. Kids love it. Teachers love it. Because they're working on things that they're passionate about and they know really matter to them. And that's the secret. It's a secret with AFL teams. We formed a shared vision of the way the team was going to play. Two years later, they won the AFL Grand Final, playing the way they said they were going to play. With two minutes to go, the scores were equal, and the leaders of our team just said, hey, remember what our shared vision said, we are going to be the hardest-running team in the AFL. And for the last two minutes, they ran the other team off their feet and won the grand final because they had a clear, shared vision that they'd been working towards for two years. And they absolutely nailed it. So if you get people lined up around a shared vision, be it a a sporting team, a family, a group of people, a company, um, it's amazing what you can achieve together. So... That's the way we work anyway. Hmm, that's interesting. Do you ever, when you present that, um, certainly in public education in Australia, I'm sure you've got some handle on that, and it's probably not dissimilar in, in New Zealand. Um, there's an awful lot of pressure that starts with the government of the day and filters through the education bureaucracy, which uh, to many of us uh, appears to be in, 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 in saying their charter is supporting us, we would argue the charter is controlling us. Yeah, and, and the point is not to allow that to happen. Like you can allow people to control your life as a person, your life as a family, or you can say, no, 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 <laughs> we're autonomous, we're going to live our life as a family, I'm going to live my life as a person and we're not encouraging schools to be uh, totally anarchic but what we're saying is you know what school you need for this community far better than anyone from outside 
like I wouldn't know what they want in their school or what they need, but they know. And when we're in a, a tiny little school in Murapara in New Zealand where logging families who are out of work, they form a shared vision of the school they want and the values they want. And the, the parents love it. The children love it. And it works. We go to outback Western Australia. We get totally different school. We go to inner Sydney or in Brisbane or inner Melbourne or out in the Dandenongs, it's different, or out in the country of Victoria. The school you need is different depending on where you are. Um, education must fit context. And, uh, you know, so we focus a lot on that. But the other thing that we focus on is that the family is the primary educating force in the community. Mm. So what I do with my children what we do with our children, what we do with our grandchildren, what we do with our extended family. That's what matters most. Um, it's great if the school and the family work together, but in the end, uh, the family's the primary educating force. Mm. I mean, my kids now are in their 50s. Um, my grandchildren range from four to 21. Um, They'll go through, they're going through schools, they've been through schools, but I'm still a key person in their life. They're key people in my life. Our family, our little family's learning together. Uh, we do wonderful things together. We do things that other families don't do, and hallelujah for that. Um, that's what makes the beautiful diversity of life. So I'm a strong believer in... Um, working really strongly to help families educate their children. Mm, that's a good point. Now, the um, the conference, uh, you've got some uh, great uh, presenters there. You might like to talk a little bit about them. Uh, Ron Richard from the USA, researcher at Project Zero Harvard Graduate School of Education. He's been there a long time. What's he bringing to the, the conference of value, which is obviously considerable? Well, the... The whole point about the about the International Conference on Thinking is what it does, it brings together people from totally different fields. So you get researchers like Ron from Harvard. We also have got David Perkins coming from Harvard. Tina Groats are coming from Harvard. So we've got a lot of good academics coming. But we've also got a guy like Tana Mortara, mm -hmm. who's a New Zealander, um, who was one of the stars of The Lion King when it was in um, uh, Melbourne. Yep. Uh, but but Tana uh, is interested in um, education that's true to New Zealand ind Indigenous culture. So he brings a totally different view. And we've got people from business, we've got people from education, we've got people from sport. And the idea is you get everyone together and people go and listen to people who they've never heard before. So that's the beauty of the conference. It's multidisciplinary. We've got absolute world-class people, but we've also got unknown people. Like when I ran the conference in Townsville back in 1992, I had, you know, big international superstars like Edward de Bono. Mm -hmm. I had Richard Saul Werman who wrote the Smart Yellow Pages had Paul Davies, the quantum physicist, talking about the mysteries of consciousness. All these wonderful people, Donald Horne, the great Aussie author. Yes, yes. 
But then there's a presentation by a woman called Erin Neal, a primary school teacher, and she talked about how the poetry of her children, 12-year-old kids, was the same as the work of quantum physicists. Now, she was the most popular presentation in the whole conference because no one knew who she was, but she was so popular, we put her presentation on again because everyone said, I missed it, I missed it. Well, what we can do is we do repeats of the best shows. Mm -hmm. So here, Erin Neal, never heard of her before, and she was just remarkable. And that's what will happen in Melbourne, that you'll have a lot of superstar presenters, people who are really, really good at what they do, but we'll also have a whole range of other people who are unknown. And you go along to their presentations and good old serendipity works and yes. you, you meet wonderful people. I've got lifelong friends that I've met through the conferences. Um, so that's the beauty, to front up live with people and let them impact you. And uh, then you've got a time to sit around, have a drink, have a feed with them, get to know them better, and long-term, lifelong relationships form. And they form across disciplines. So we'll have top elite sports coaches there. You might not be a, an elite sports person, but you go along, you listen to them, and you think, hey, wait a minute. That would really help me in my engineering company. Or wait a minute, that would really help me in my primary school classroom. Or wait a minute, that would help me in my practice as a doctor. Or, I mean, when I ran the conference in Townsville, the, the place was totally chock-a-block full. We had to turn people away. And as the conference starts running, two airline pilots came up to me. They were staying in the hotel. And they said, is there any way we could squeeze in? Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, Good, good luck to you. So I let them just come for nothing. Yep. At the end of the week, these two guys said to me, we have never had an experience like this in our life. The, the diversity of ideas, it's just been a feast. And that's what you get when you come to one of these conferences. You just feast on people with all sorts of different ideas, passions for what they do, and it's just a ball. It's just a great place to be. Mm. And post-COVID, although COVID's still around, I mean, we did have those years where, uh, yes, we could we could connect with people remotely, but it's not the same. Uh, there's a not real the hunger. Yeah, there's a real hunger for this these days, uh, John. Absolutely, absolutely. So how do people? We're sentient human beings. You know, you rub up against people, you get close to them, you can smell things, feel things. Yeah. Uh, live beats online any day. Yeah, I agree with you there. So um, now it's July next year, 7th and 11th. Um, if people are interested in signing up or getting to know more about it at this point, what do they do? Just go to the website. ICOT, I-C-O-T, 2024 is the website. You go on there and it'll tell you who the current lineup of presenters are. There are more presenters coming in all the time so it'll it'll get richer but it'll give you an idea of who's going to be there um, and so you just sign up you can register online and uh, away you go it's uh, in the Melbourne Convention Centre so I've got plenty of space for people um, and 
I can guarantee you, you'll meet people who you'll find thrilling, exciting, frustrating, annoying. Um, you name it. Thought provoking. <laughs> is that the word? One way yeah, or the that's other. Right. Thought provoking. Absolutely. Um, so, a lot of the people coming I've never met before. Um, we've invited them because we've had reports that they're fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, so, some of them will be, and some of them will be fizzers for me. But a fizzer for me might be exciting for someone else. Um, so that's the beauty of the conference. It's it's very open. There's no set mantra that you must do this or you must do that to be invited. We want diversity of thought, um, and that's what we've got in the in the group of people who are coming to present. Mm, and I, I know one there that I know, if you catch up with him, Yong Zhao. Um, Yong and I uh, go back uh, uh, quite a few years. He's a very inspiring person and uh, I, I know he's a person who will get uh, will get people's juices flowing. He's, um, Great. He's, he's a good Never sp- met him, never heard of him. So I have. Hallelujah. Very I'm, good. I'll be into that. I've even had him yeah. on my uh, radio program before we became a podcast. He was very kind to give up time. And if you, we haven't met lately. I think I went on a study tour to China once and uh, Yong was uh, part of hosting it. So you've, when I saw his name there, I thought, oh, wow, um, that's, 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 uh, you got, you, you, you tick the box on the high enders there. And I'm sure you do it all the way through with the, with the new voices. Can, can I thank you so much for your time, um, Well, Karen John. Morrison is the convener of the conference. So Karen's the one who's identified most of the presenters and she's a, an absolute master at finding the right brilliant people. people. Wow. She found you. <laughs> <laughs> there are exceptions to every rule. <laughs> that is so true, John. Can I thank you once again? It was John Edwards, um, author, a researcher of many years and steering committee member of the International Conference on Thinking. This conference is taking place the 20th one, a second time in Melbourne, Convention Centre, July 7th to the 11th, 2024. And just See you all there. Absolutely. You. See you all there. Thanks, John.